my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, August the 5th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness today, my friends. Thank you for being present, where we will open up uh, once again the readings, the first reading particularly in the Gospel for this coming Sunday is 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Now, the readings today, you know, sometimes they grab you and they take you in. And my goodness, I don't need to say a word about uh, what's going on. But sometimes they're like, huh, huh, where, where's this taking us? I'll kind of let you decide where these readings are. But for me, they're kind of the latter and not the former. So interesting. Uh, we're going to hear from the Book of Wisdom chapter 18, verses 6 to 9. That'll be our first reading, so it's brief. It's going to point to a very important story, though, that we're going to, we're going to um, break open. And then we're going to hear a longer reading from Luke, chapter 12, uh, in the Gospel, that is uh, one of those you know, odd and wonderful, interesting parables of Jesus. So that'll be Luke 12, 32 to 48, so a little bit longer. Because that's longer, I'm like, let's just dive right on in here, my friends, to this uh, this Word of God. But again, so grateful you're with. Uh, like we do after we read, I'm just going to let you have some time for silence. So as you open yourself to this reading, again, open yourself to the Spirit and say, okay, Spirit, is there a word? Is there a phrase? Is there an idea? that really will strike you. And if and when that happens, just sit and chew with that. That's where God is going to to speak, okay? A word or a phrase or an idea that you're going to hear. So with that, my friends, let's break open God's Word. The first reading is a reading from the Book of Wisdom. The night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers that, with sure knowledge of the oaths in which they put their faith, they might have courage. Your people awaited the salvation of the just and the destruction of their foes. For when you punished our adversaries, in this you glorified us whom you had summoned. For in secret the holy children of the good were offering sacrifice and putting into effect with one accord the divine institution. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. (laughs) Now you think, huh, yeah, okay. Know why Joe said, huh. (laughs) Well, here we go with the gospel. All right, Luke chapter 12. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he knocks. 
Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on arrival finds doing so. Truly I say to you, the master will put the servant in charge of all of his property. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day at an, at an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will, but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating, shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, yes, my friends, I mean, this is one of those Gospels, isn't it? That had we just had the opening paragraph, my gosh, I mean, there's, there's just jewels in that. And then it's like, okay, then we're going to go through this parable that talks about thieves and talks about, you know, um, uh, second and third watches and, and being beaten, whether that's being beaten severely or being beaten lightly. I mean, really? this is the good news of Jesus Christ, and this is in Scripture. So we could get people that take it out of context and say, hey, here's what I learned. This is what God says. Better to be ignorant than uh, to know the Master's will, because if I know it and don't do it, I'm getting the severe beating. If I'm ignorant, I only get beaten lightly. <laughs> the, good, the good news of our Lord. <laughs> Okay, so clearly there's more there, right, than, than, uh, than that. Although it does say, I mean, you know, again, take the beatings part out, okay, you know, bless them. It does say, hey, uh, you and I, and I've used this term before, it's not my term, I wish it was, I'm not smart enough to come up with it. We have been trapped in the truth. Brothers and sisters, we know the end of the story. We know the goodness of our God right? Um, and, and we can't claim ignorance anymore. Uh, we can't claim nescience. We 
we know we know what we know and if we keep that to ourselves if that is the treasure that we guard that we will not let out to other people uh yeah woe to us woe to us because this this is the best news the the goodness of our god and the the immensity of grace and and that our god uh, compares god's very self to a thief that can't wait for an opportunity uh and and a weakness uh and uh and uh, 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 a preoccupation whatever it would be that our god can't wait for that because when god finds that god is going to insert God's very self within us. That's, I mean, these, these aren't scary images. This is God in, in, in what a wonderful image this is. You know, because he compares, uh, you know, God compares his, again, I, I, I apologize, I often fall into the, to the patriarchal language. Our, our darn English language doesn't, doesn't, you know, serve us well here. But God can, compares God's very self to a thief desiring that much. And, and generally thieves were like, man, I'm afraid of thieves. I want to I wanna build that wall against them. But what God's saying is I desire it so much, I can't wait for that crack in the wall. I can't wait for that fissure to, to be open because I'm in. I'm in. Be sure of this. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, meaning us, if we knew, gosh, I would keep trying to build those walls because I'm not sure I want to give up what I have, all right? If I know when the master of the house is coming, I may not say this this directly to God, but I'm going to build things up to make sure I keep a safe distance. You know, God can come close, but let's say, you know, there's, there's arm's length that, that I'm going to let God to. But, but after that, there may be a wall, and God's saying, no, 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 no. That's not good enough for me. That's not close enough because I want to be one with you. I want to be that, that heart, that union, that relationship. I want to sup with you. I want to be present. And I'm going to come through whatever barrier you put up. You know, if the master of the house, the mistress of the house had known when the thief was coming, they would not have let their house be broken into. You also must be prepared for at an hour you do not expect. Why we are preoccupied, we're looking at elsewhere. But at an hour we do not expect our God will come to us. Our God will come to us. Brothers and sisters, that is not just foretelling the second coming. Although I'm sure, you know, at some level it is. But it's talking about now. You know, we, uh, we build walls, brothers and sisters. And, and this is that first paragraph. We go back to the gospel here. That first paragraph is so rich. We build walls, brothers and sisters, to keep things out because we want to protect what we have. We, we, we do it for our own security. What our God is saying here again and again and using parables and using Peter's question, which he doesn't even answer directly, but all these things, he, the first line to me is, is almost like the only one we need to sit with and chew. Now, don't, don't let me tell you what the Holy Spirit wants you to chew. For me, personally, Jesus says to his disciples, to you and I, do not be afraid any longer, little flock. And I even love that he uses little flock, like you little sheep, you little lambs, you little, you know, beings that are, that are fearful, 
and uh, and don't know, you know, which way to go. Do not be afraid any longer. Why? Because God is pleased to give us the kingdom. That's why the thief wants to break in. Because he knows whatever reason we are building this wall, he knows whatever reason we are keeping God at arm's length, not because we don't like God, because we trust him only so far. We trust God only so far because when, we, because if and when God comes and breaches that, will it make me give up A, B, or C that I don't want to give up? Really? You know, those things that we fool ourselves that they aren't our security, but they are, right? That's really what this is about. Do we trust our God enough to let down that wall, to, to bring our arms in and to say, okay, God, are you, do I believe you are who you say you are? Because if I believe you are who you say you are and that you do um, want better and more for me than I do for myself, and if indeed you can be trusted, what do we have to fear, my friends? Certainly, we fear change. Yep, fear that in the sense that that will come. And, and I say that for me too. You can reflect it to me. I, I, I'm not trying to point fingers. Because those things upon which we find and we think we find our solid footing, those things we look to for our identity or our security. Now, again, these are words I'm using that we may not use in our own minds, but it's what is happening if we're being honest with ourselves. Those things we find in which we find our identity and our security, if they are not tied to God and the kingdom values of God, we are placing our security on sand. And doesn't our God want to breach that and say, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to, why would you want to stand on, on shifting sands on a, on a poor foundation that will collapse? Brothers and sisters, we do not need to be afraid. And this is where I want to go back to this first reading because it is so good, you know, but it's so odd. You know, it's just this wisdom reading. But here's really what it's saying. And, and really, I want to focus on the first line. That's really all I want. The night of the Passover. Okay, so right, wisdom's looking back to the essential Jewish uh, narrative, the Exodus event, when God freed the people. The night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers and mothers, our forefathers and foremothers. That with sure knowledge of the oaths in which they put their faith, they might have courage. Okay, what does that mean? It means, brothers and sisters, that those in exile, those in slavery, those who had their security in other places, those who were trapped in, behind walls and in prisons, Maybe not of their own making, but maybe some, okay? They're not all that different than we are. Maybe just where those prisons uh, are made. But those who are trapped in slavery, in exile, in, in whatever that is, had to believe and trust that God's promise can and would come true. When Moses said, hey, listen, um, Bake the bread, but not without yeast tonight. It's got to be unleavened because you've got to be prepared to go. Gird your loins, meaning 
hey, be ready for travel. Put on your sandals. Do not be afraid. That's essentially what gird your loins is saying is, you be ready. Put blood on the lintels of your doorpost. Why? Because some serious stuff's going down tonight. And in the morning, we're gone. If you heard a message that odd, that strange, that life-changing, because you'd been praying only for what? How many generations that, that you'd be uh, set free from Egypt? And that all of a sudden this is going down? And you got to put your faith in this person that was in exile and has just recently come back? And, uh, and, and really doesn't seem much of a match for Pharaoh? Which one are you going to put your security in? The people of Israel. Now, we hear the ones that did put it, their, their faith and trust in God. I suspect there weren't ones that didn't. And they got left behind. But they, these women and men, had to actively choose to say, I trust that God can do what God is inviting us to do. And I am going to wait by the doorpost. And I am going to put blood on it. And I am going to gird my loins. And I am going to, you know, have that, that uh, food ready because we don't have time to do more than that. And I am going to, to have sandals on my feet. And, and we're ready to, because I believe God can do what God says God can do. Brothers and sisters, if the Jewish people hadn't done that, they wouldn't have experienced the freedom of God. They wouldn't have been made into the people of God. They wouldn't have experienced their identity and found it within that event. What I think our God is inviting us to in our readings to chew on this week is, do we trust God as radically as they do? Do we really believe that God can and will continue to surprise us in ways that God shows up? That God can and will do anything God can to breach that wall, those walls we put up? What is it that we truly put our security in? What prisons do we put ourselves in? And do we, believe, do we know we need to be freed? The Jewish people did. Do we know that we need to be freed from that which is less than God? And are we willing, do, are we willing to place our trust that God can indeed not only free us from those things, but bring us something better and in that newness, give us a new identity? I, I want to close with a, a reading. I was reading Joan Chittister the other day and she was talking about faith and doubt. And really, if we read the second reading, it's all about faith and doubt. But I really want to talk about I, I liked where she went with it, and so I just want to read some excerpts. Now, again, this is from Joan Chittister, but here's what she says. Just because we say we believe does not protect us from the saving grace of doubt. In fact, if anything, it tests us. Doubt is not always a burden. It can save us from arrogance, from superiority, and from pride. There is no need for faith when everything is clear and comfortable and constant. Faith is what we need when we discover that we are not in charge of our world. Faith is not certainty. The dark night of the soul, that period of growth when none of our past beliefs seem certain anymore, 
may bring us closer to God than we have ever been in our lives. Then our souls become focused, strained on finding the light again. Doubt and faith are essential to one another. Doubt is what makes faith mature. The very pursuit of the questions faith demands is what moves us beyond magic to the mystery of God. Amen. My friends, let's bring this to prayer. And so on this, my friends, this 19th Sunday of Ordinary Time, uh, when, gosh, we celebrate the Transfiguration tomorrow, and that's a luminous mystery, but unfortunately we're not going to celebrate that for another, oh gosh, what, two weeks. Today we celebrate the second luminous mystery. So let us begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second luminous mystery and that is the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless you, my friends. Thank you for being present with me. I hope you have not only a wonderful weekend, but blessings on your week ahead. And I look forward to us coming back together in another week 
breaking open more of God's word and opening ourselves to that fissure, allowing our God to come in like a thief and be present with us. God's peace.